You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. I say with Ashley Ray. It's me, your host, Ashley Ray. This is your favorite podcast with hot TV takes, hot TV opinions, and all the behind the scenes access for all your favorite TV shows. This episode, I am so excited. It's Women's History Month. I wanted to talk to people who I just think are absolutely amazing, inspirational black women. Our main guest today is Garcelle Beauvais, who you know from the Jamie Foxx show, Coming to America, and a lot of amazing projects that are coming out this year we're going to talk about, including a wonderful Lifetime movie. But you probably also know her from Real Housewives. And if you're a TV club fan, then you know Real Housewives is my biggest media blind spot. I'm willing to accept that. I admit it freely that I... I am not, I'm not caught up on it, you know? 90 Day Fiance is where I'm a scholar. So I had to bring in someone who knows Real Housewives. Yes. And so I brought in my wonderful friend, Camille Corbett, who is a comedian, TV writer, and just amazing, hilarious person. Hey. Thank you. I'm going to be a Real Housewife one day. Yeah. I can feel it inside of my body that one day I will throw a drink on a white woman and say that she is poor Yeah, on national television. And I hope I get to be, like, <laughs> just a friend in the background who's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Like oh, drama over there, you know. Like I'm just a party. I'm just a, I'm invited and in to the party. I'm like just kind of one of the people who holds a drink back you by the pool. Signed the release. Yeah, I signed the release. <laughs> I don't want my face blurred, but like you know, I don't even need lines. I'm dead. But yeah. I could see you in Real Housewives of Potomac. Have you seen that one? Oh yes, I've seen that one. They want each other to die. In yeah, that one. Potomac. I've seen some of Salt Lake, New York. Oh, and Salt Atlanta. Lake. That one's such a hot mess. I know reality TV, you're supposed to be a hot mess, but that one is so off the rails. It's hard for me to watch. I started watching because people were like, yeah, this Mary lady is like in a cult. And (laughs) and then I was in. So I watched at least that much. But as people probably know, I I have not watched Beverly Hills. So 
I know Garcelle from all this TV stuff. And then I was like, oh, and she's a housewife. That's cool. Yeah. Beverly Hills was like pretty boring. Like for a while, it was sort of interesting with Lisa Vanderpump and like Brandy Glanville. Because we were like, are they in a thruple? Is this happening? It seemed like really like flirtatious. But like after a while, I got sort of bored by it. Like I was like, well, they won't. They I'm over it. And so I like sort of fell off. But when Garcelle started on, I had to watch because I was like, black girl in Beverly Hills. I didn't know they (laughs) got people that famous on the show. So now that's on my watch list. What, they have Lisa Renna, Denise Richards. You don't think Lisa Renna famous? Um, Her daughter is now because of the show. Shout out to that. And Denise Richards, I was kind of. Sex symbol. Yeah, but. uh, Wasn't she an undercover brother? She was like the white temptress. Yeah, yeah, the white temptress (laughs) and undercover brother. Like, I, would, I wouldn't I would say she has, like, a current career. No. She recently started her OnlyFans after so. her daughter got, like, flack oh for it, which I, like, you know, I support it. I feel like yeah. she should have been doing something like that as a sex symbol ages ago. Ages ago. Like, imagine if, like, Anna Nicole Smith, like, all those, like, old sex symbols had OnlyFans, like, when they were at the hottest. They'd make millions. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> They'd be billionaires. <laughs> billionaires. Billionaires. Yeah. I also wanted you to come here to talk about your watch list. You, like me, have some amazing TV opinions. I feel like so often the two of us are aligned on shows and what we're watching. What's been on your list? Okay, recently I watched Perfect Match. Please explain this show to me. <laughs> I know it is a Netflix dating show, so it already isn't going to make a lot of sense. But Yeah, no, I love it because they got all the people that, like, made money, like, made a, like, a quick bag off one show. And it's like, are you kind of broke? Do you need more money? And they all got them on the perfect match. It was like, I know you need more exposure. <laughs> I know you need it. And so (laughs) basically it's all the veterans from like all of the reality shows, but mostly dating shows. There's also people from like the mole, which I don't think has anything to do with like, you know, dating. Yeah, no, that's like a lying show. Yeah, and like 20 somethings too. So they have like all these like different people from the Netflix verse of like the reality TV and they have like them come into the house and they have to couple up and basically every day they have two new people from like different sex come into the house and the most matched up couple they have some weird competition gets to choose who the two people are and they can like couple them up with people already already, in existing couples this already (laughs) feels like like my eyes started crossing I'm like this sounds like math class I'm out it's so good it's so good I'm already just like and then then every day the matchiest match of the match yeah they just Try and get, like, the couples to break up by whoever new enters the house, matching them up with the strongest couple or who they deemed, like, the weakest couple. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it's cool to see, like, these, like, people that you're like, oh, you were terrible in this show. Yeah. And be like, oh, you're going to really like this person because, like, you already know the backstory of them. It's like, oh, Bartiste is, like, we have already uh, know he's, like, he likes, like, the I white wanna, blonde yeah, girls. I don't want to see uh, Bartiste on No, but they anymore. treat him the same way. It's cool <laughs> to see, like, women also be repelled by him before, like, Love is Blind had come out. Because that was filmed before Love is Blind oh, wow. came out. So. So I feel like he like basically did Love is Blind, got stood up at the altar, and then they immediately just like flew him out to perfect match. That's the vibe it gave. And so like the women basically act like him, like back like he's disgusting too. 
I mean, it's I, kind of amazing. I guess I could kind of get into that. You would I, love it. Okay, I, I'm gonna try it. If you are a Francesco Fargo lover, I love her. I think she's unhinged online. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> You'll like it because she's in it a lot and she's definitely the villain of the show so oh, okay. far. I love a good villain. And in a she's bisexual. Show. It's cool. Like oh. she got matched up with a girl and left a dude like Damien from Love is Blind on it. Oh, I hate <laughs> that guy. See, it just yeah. feels like it's all the worst people. It is the worst people. It was a show Ugh. meant for the sociopaths of all the Netflix reality shows all come together to yeah. find love. It's their punishment <laughs> is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely their punishment. Wow. But I, I like respect it because they're all vets in the game. They all have like a yeah. good like vet perspective. They know how to do TV and create the drama. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to check it out now uh, on my watch list. I'm going to talk about Below Deck a little bit. It's uh, we're still going. I need with to this. watch that. You should. Below, Ugh. it's my my favorite Bravo reality show. What? Uh, yeah, it's messy. Then it's real messy, and it's real people. Like this isn't you know rich fancy. But this is people who are like, I work on a boat. I'm going to have, like, I'm going to cheat on my wife back home and sleep with this, like, you know, stewardess. Whatever. I'm crying. It's just, it's such a fun show. And as people may know, a uh, friend of the podcast, Sandy Yawn, Captain Sandy Yawn, uh, was stepping in on Below Deck. She's usually on Below Deck Mediterranean. She had to step in because Captain Lee got sick. He has, like, this, like, a, he had a horrible debilitating injury, had to go. Uh, and it looked like Captain Sandy was going to finish the season out. But then in this latest episode, who who shows up? Captain Lee. He's like, I'm He's back. back He's like, I'm back to take my ship. And Sandy's like, thank goodness, because this crew is the worst. I'm dead. Which I agree. They're so boring. Captain Lee comes back. He has like a cane. He has all this stuff. It's so clear. He still has the same problem where he was like, I can't really walk around. I can't leave the cabin's nest. Like, I can't captain's nest. It's giving succession. Yeah. So it's a little <laughs> like, okay. But they only have like one charter left, I think. So... I think, okay, fine. But we could have just let Captain Sandy finish out the season. But I I know that I'm rare in loving Captain Sandy. So, yeah. Yeah. What else is on your watch list? Okay. I remember the show that I watched that was really good. Riches on Amazon. Ah. So, basically, it's like a black British show. It's basically like Succession. Yeah. But over like a magazine. And it's just like so well made. I've never seen like a black show that is set in England have like such great production value. Yeah. Like it was like outstanding. And then like, obviously like the story is amazing, but you know, in England, it's like kind of different, like blackness. Like a lot of people can like search their roots back directly. Like I'm Jamaican and like in America, that's like kind of like weird. It's like everyone's African American and no one really knows where they came from. But like in England, most people know exactly where they came from. Like they're like, I'm Nigerian, I'm Jamaican, I'm whatever, you know? And so it was cool seeing like all these different types of black people like knowing where they come from yeah and like come together and share that and like be posh it was just like really great show really high stakes i feel like prime video <laughs> uh they have a deal with like i think the bbc that like allows them to oh, wow. show certain uh shows to american audiences uh i know the one they just did with steven merchant which uh, the out i can't believe it i forgot the name of the brain show. fart the, the outlaws. outlaws. That's, yes. Uh, they have this BBC deal with him. And so, like, the outlaws was shown in England and then was shown over here. And it also deals with, like, a lot of diversity and has, like, a great black cast. So I'm excited with what they're doing over there at Prime. 
Uh, did you watch Harlem? Yes. The new season? Harlem is amazing. Yes. That show, man, like, there are so many shows that tried to be the diverse sex in the city. In the city yeah. Harlem won, y'all. Harlem won. Harlem won, I, I, hands if we're down. Crowning, if we're crowning a winner, I will <laughs> give it to Harlem. I think this latest season, they found a new comedic tone that yes. felt more defined, more strange and out there and fun. I'm excited to see like what the twist is. I the only thing I need is more episodes. I feel like it just got going and then the finale was last week and it was what eight episodes this season. I need more. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. Like why did they have less episodes than before? They better not be like canceling it. They should double up on the episodes. Yeah. Do n- like Give you it cannot more. cancel anything that Tracy Oliver has made. You would be fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I I feel like it just got more and more fans this season. Yes. I think the first season, I felt like it it was trying too hard to like have a message and be like, we're going to talk about this. And this season, I felt like it was making fun of that. And I loved how much it made fun of Camille. <laughs> yeah, I love that the main character has the same name as me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that like drew me in. But she that is was the a most selling annoying. point. She is yeah. the most annoying. As... Like, for every, like, you know, like, sex comedy show like that that has, like, an ensemble cast, I feel like the main character is always the most annoying. Yeah. Girls is the same way. Hannah. Like, Sex, sex in the, the City. is the same. Yeah. yeah it was just yeah. like, damn, Carrie, you're such an so asshole. So annoying. <laughs> and I think that she, like, really, you know, captured, like, the cariness of, like, being an asshole. Yeah. I do think that the love interests are not equally yoked. It's like, obviously, you're going to choose your old flame. Like, not. He's hotter. Yeah, would, yeah. Outstandingly hotter. The casting agent <laughs> For this show, kudos yes. to this casting agent because every man on that show is fine. Yes, they really and did a good job. The Jamaican American representation yeah. is like the first time I've ever. It? I loved it because I don't know if the actress actually is Caribbean, but her accent was authentic enough for me to believe it. I was into it, and I loved that like Rick Fox and yeah. Jasmine Guy were her parents. I was like, what? I love them together. This is a step together. up from Empire. I was like, yeah. being on Empire, it's like hard to top that show. You know, being like on that show, especially being. Yeah. Lucis Lyons like side piece like how do you top that role True. and she topped it on Harlem she topped it on yeah. Harlem yeah <laughs> and she's just is killing it I love how they explored mental health and depression with that character yeah. so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give Harlem since the whole season like the watch of the week that's the thing yes. I just made up I just watch made it up <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm labeling it right now yes. watch of the week Harlem watch of the century yeah watch like, I'm dead and I'm afraid it'll get cancelled because again yeah, it that, better not epi- get cancelled Canceled. I want 12 episodes next season. It, yes. it could have a 20 episode order. I want 20 and... episodes or like 18. Like, I think it would be great yeah. to have more and to have like them play around more. Um, I just think that people don't give black shows enough of a chance, especially yeah. like black female shows. And I feel like, you know, I'm a black woman. And even like, I feel like I didn't give a, a first chance when it first came out, like I wasn't really into it until I saw like a clip of it. And then I was like, I have to watch this. Yeah. This is absurd. It, yeah. ga- it gave me like almost like Southside vibes. You yeah. Know? Which RIP like, just got canceled. Dude, like that, it has to find a home. Southside really has to find a home. It, like Adult yeah. Swim should take that well, show. Well, I mean, Adult Swim is still owned by <laughs> Warner Brothers. So they're experiencing like the same cuts and had to cancel a lot of stuff too. 
but I feel like it would have fit perfectly with Adult Swim, though. Yeah, it, it would pair perfectly with Rick and Morty, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Southside again. On put it on your watch list if you haven't watched. I I'm gonna I think that's pretty much all I really watched. I think that's a good list. Uh, yeah. You know, we had some stuff on your homework last week that that'll be coming up. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk to the amazing Garcelle Beauvais after this and get into all of it, Jamie. Fox, Real Housewives. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ariana Maddox. You probably know me from TV, or maybe you read my best-selling book and tried one of my amazing cocktails, or maybe you saw me on Broadway. What I can say is following dreams is kind of my thing, but of all the things I'm lucky enough to get to do, the thing that I get asked about the most are my shoes. What's my secret? DSW. DSW is the best place to get all the shoes you need from brands you love. Trust me, I'm obsessed. In fact, I love DSW so much, I've teamed up with them to create a collection of shoes from must-have sandals to super cool sneakers that are guaranteed to get compliments. Because if I've learned anything, it's that if you've got big dreams to follow, you're gonna need some really great shoes. Find the shoes of your dreams when you shop my new collection now at your DSW store or DSW.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I've had you here today because we have a very, very special guest. Yes. We're both big fans of and I think have just our our, our own attachments to the amazing, amazing Garcelle Beauvais. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. You know, TV, I say it is about TV history. To me, that is you, the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> Just everything you have done. You are one of those first black women I saw on TV who just defined everything for me. So I wanted you here for that. And (laughs) I was telling all my friends, I'm like, I can't wait. I'm going to talk to her about this. I can't wait to talk to her about coming to America. And my friends are like, Ashley, she is the housewife. Yes. <laughs> They're like, she is, How she about is that? the housewife. And I'm just like, wow. I've only watched the old seasons and I'm catching up. And I'm like, oh my, I had no idea that housewives had it like that. Yes. Like, oh, that they girl. have it like that. We have it like that. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy fun, you know? Yeah, so I had to bring Camille in because she yes. she knows. She knows what's Hi, up. Hi, Camille. Yes, I love Real Housewives. <laughs> Definitely one day I'm going to be one. And- <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Yes. We need some more diversity in Beverly Hills, so come on yes. over. Dude, I was so happy when you joined because I was getting tired of all these old white women. Like, I was Stop so happy. Stop it right now. <laughs> and, and that's when I just think you're, you're the first black housewife. And I was like, I should have just started yeah. with your season. Like, what am I? Yes. <laughs> what, no, no, no. It? It's good to start before and then you can catch up. Yeah. And Kelly Bensimo went to my high school, so I started with hers. What? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. crazy. There's portraits of her, like, everywhere. She goes back sometimes. <laughs> no way. Uh, but I am also excited to have you here because you have this wonderful Lifetime movie coming out called Black Girl Missing, uh, mm-hmm. which is now out. You can go stream it. 
And it's so important. It is about, obviously, your daughter who goes missing and the police don't pay attention because they are basically focused on this white girl who goes missing. And it looks at this overall trend in our country. Uh, Again, Lifetime movies, such a big part of my childhood growing up. That's what my mom raised me on. (laughs) Me too. What did it mean to to work on this project? Yeah, it meant everything. I mean, I've been a huge fan of Lifetime for so long. I did a movie with them last year called Caught in His Web about cyberbullying. And I, I'm i going to sidebar for a moment. I watch Lifetime so much now that I think everybody's the killer and it's not helping my dating life. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> like, yes. You're the killer. I know you are. Yeah, I'm like, you're lying to me. You're going to lure me somewhere. You're the- yes, exactly. It's like, very helpful. It is. <laughs> it's I- so fun. And my kids are like, Mom, are you okay? You're watching a lot of these movies. <laughs> I'm just like, no, you got to pay attention. Yeah. Like this yeah. person, you got to stay you. ready. You got to stay ready. Okay. And yeah. that's how I learned it when I was growing up. My mom would really just be like, okay, look for these signs. Just because he's a hot bad boy doesn't mean he's the one you should date. And so, I'm crying. And that's so hysterical. I love Lifetime movies and seeing that you get to make one that's part of that legacy is so exciting. I just am curious, you know, was this with your production company? Yes, uh, Garcelle Productions. Yes, for sure. And I'm executive producing, which, I mean, this project to me is everything. And the fact that Lifetime, you know, got it right away. The minute we pitched them the idea, they're like, how soon can we start shooting? I mean, and and it's because of the message. It's because of the story. It's because of, you know, they have a campaign that um, deals with, you know, violence against women. And for me, I've been frustrated for years. So many times we go missing You hear someone missing and it's nowhere. It's not on your news feed. It's not on the news. No one's doing anything about it. And so this subject matter is really close to my heart. And I feel like let's do something. Let's do a movie that'll get people talking or people who are not aware. Because sometimes it's got to be in front of your face to go, oh, I didn't realize that was happening. I mean, we can name, you know. John Benet Ramsey, Natalie Holloway, Gabby Petito. But how yeah, many of us can yeah. say there's a black girl that's missing? And what was her name? Yeah. yeah. And that's the point of this movie. This is the point. So that the media takes accountability. The police take accountability. So many times we're like, oh, they just ran away. They'll be fine. Or in a couple of days, they'll be back. Don't worry. They just yeah. went off to blow some steam or go off with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And, uh, and we all know, you know, the first 24, 48 hours are crucial. Yes. So this movie was everything. And, you know, as an actor, normally when I show up, I know my lines <laughs> and, you know, I do my character work. But this, I got to choose the director, casting, locations, yeah. um, story. It was important for us to weave the white girl portion of the story where you see the difference. And, um, you know, I'm so proud of it. And I... I Thank you, because you're helping keeping the conversation going by having me here and promoting the movie. Uh, Again, so excited. This is a part of Lifetime Stop Violence Against Women campaign. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's Women's uh, History Month. So, you know, that's right. Represent for that. So I am really curious. I think a lot of what you said has to do with the fact that young black girls are sometimes seen as more mature, more adult. And your relationship with the daughter in this, it's so sweet. It's so tender. She just looks so young and like a child. And I think that's also so important. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think we we just we just want to be heard and seen. We just want the same, you know, equal search and care, you know, for our brown and black girls, boys, 
older women, older men. We just want to be seen and heard and looked after and and searched for. We deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like women of color, when they um, go missing, no one cares. And like research literally backs it up that that happens. And it's just disturbing to me, too. Like I've traveled quite a bit and I've always wondered, like, if I get lost abroad, will anyone care? Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like, would someone care? Like, maybe I have enough to I hope they would. No, I hope they would. I hope they would. (laughs) I hope they would. Like, listen, when I was, I came to New York when I was 17 to start my modeling career. So many, I mean, all I did was travel, right? And I would go to a random airport. Someone would hold up a sign and I would go with that person, right? I mean, the faith, the, you know, the really faith and knowing that you're going to be okay, but I didn't know. Something going to happen to me. I mean, and it happens all the time, right? And for me, I just feel like the brown girls deserve it. The black girls deserve it. Amen. Yeah. You know, they deserve for us to search for them and look for them. And so, you know, I, this this is so important to me. Yeah. I think TV is a great medium for it. I think the power of TV is so great. I know that you've said yeah. in interviews uh, you learned English from like Sesame Street growing up. I did. Yeah. Wow. I did. I did. I came to the States, the United States at the age of seven. Didn't speak a word of English. Um, had never seen snow Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it was just a, a culture shock. And Sesame Street is how I learned English because I couldn't go to school because I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have understood anything. You're from Haiti, right? Yeah, I'm from Haiti. So what was it like coming to America like as, you know, like a seven-year-old from Haiti? I'm Jamaican, so I like I'm very Oh, interested. you are? Yeah. Oh, Jamaica is one of my favorite places. Um, you know, as a kid, you're kind of wide eyed, but also a little nervous because my mom left us for a year and a half before she sent for us so that she could, you know, get a job and save money and get a place and, you know, get our paperwork so we would come legally. And I think about that now. I I mean, obviously that was traumatic for me because I didn't understand at the age of six that she left, but wow. But that's what, you know, yeah. immigrants yeah. do. And and that's what, you know, and I think that's where I get my strength and my, you know, I, I will take anything on head on. And I think that's part of seeing what my mom did for us. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so much of of your life, your story, it should be a TV show. Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. I would watch yeah. that. I think I read oh one God. story that was like, you were on your way. You didn't have an appointment at a modeling agency. You stopped at a light to yes. put your makeup on, and the person you were going to meet was in the car next to you. Amazing. I mean, like, crazy stuff. You can't make this up. Yeah. And you really can't make it up. You know, you have this overall deal that you signed uh, with NBC, yes. I believe. And so I'm curious, you've started with this really important message in this Lifetime mm-hmm. movie. Are there other things that you want to portray, you know, surrounding immigration, surrounding like black female joy, you know, so much of what your character represented on the Jamie Foxx show to me, like yes. that was, that was black girl luxury. Like yes. that to me was like, oh, I want to be girl luxury. Yes. Like, I love, oh, I need that on a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> it's a um, That was such a fun, it's a hashtag. That was such a fun job for me. Um, I remember the first time I, I did, I met Jamie Foxx at the audition and a couple of times I was still modeling. So I was still going back and wow. forth. And my agent would say, there's a, a new show that they're doing. You should audition for it. They want to see you. 
And I'd be like, well, I have to go to New York or my son was sick, my older son, and I can't come. And finally, they're like, you need to go in for this. So I go in and I had done a music video called uh, Down Low with R. Kelly. And that was at the time. And that's a different story. Uh, That was at the time when (laughs) you could request videos. And so I'm waiting in the uh, waiting room now to audition for the Jamie Foxx show. And Jamie is walking by. Like, you know, there's about six of us uh, actresses waiting to go in. And he looks at me and he stops and he goes, do you know how many times I requested that video? I'm dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I remember I wore a sheer dress in that um, in that video. But anyway, <laughs> it was really... <laughs> And I think is that's that, what he was that's referring to. That's the one to. with Ron Isley, is in it too? Like, yes, yeah. okay, Mr. Yeah. Biggs, yeah. right. <laughs> yes. And uh, I just remember auditioning with Jamie and, uh, you know, I knew him stand-up. You know, he was doing stand-up at the time. Yeah. And we just formed this bond and we thought, okay, if we do 13 episodes, we're golden. Nobody knew who WB was, the network. Yeah. And uh, we ended up doing 100 episodes. And they were all amazing. All amazing, yeah. <laughs> and it's still in syndication. Like, yes. yes. And still in syndication. And to this day, we're friends even last night. I texted him. I was like, hey, Jay, can you post for the movie for me? Aww. And I put my phone down and I went to grab a bottle of water. By the time I came back, he was like, done. And he posted it. Oh, oh that's and so nice. it was just so cool. It's just so cool that we've maintained our friendship and, you know. Yeah, I I'm a big fan. With him on Dad, stop embarrassing me. I wrote on that you show. Did. You did, yeah. yeah. And he other connections, amazing. other reasons. I was like, I'm come to host this one. And he would always talk about you and wanting you on the show. Oh. And you're beautiful. And like he would always talk about that too, how beautiful you were. And yeah, I definitely like you were the first person that I watched as a kid, and I was like, I want to look like her. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's, be like amazing. Her. that's amazing. That's amazing. That show should have gotten a second season. I don't yes. know. What yes, yes. We got I don't robbed. Know what happened. Netflix. Yes, you did get robbed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. coming for you. But it's just you know I think you're so beautiful. I think you're known for that, and it's like Thank you're this you. gorgeous character. But you also are just so funny. Yeah. And so, would you like to do more comedic roles in the future? Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, I would. I mean, listen, I love doing all kinds of things. I think that's part of being an artist, right? Um, but I just did a, a, a four-episode uh, recurring role on the new uh, Netflix show, Survival of the Thickest with Michelle Buteau. Yes. So that comes yes. out this summer. Yes. She is hilarious. She's so, yeah. funny. so funny. That yeah. is She's one of so those funny. shows that's like a must-watch of Definitely. that we're all waiting for. I think it's on so many yeah. lists. You also did a part, you got cast in The Other Black Girl on yes. Hulu. Yes, I am beyond excited about that. Beyond excited. That's from uh, Hulu. And uh, it's really great. I keep saying it's Get Out meets Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, there's a little bit of thriller. You don't know what's happening, but it's really cool. Great producers. Rashida Jones is one of the producers. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, people seeing that one, Are you allowed to say anything about your role? No. I mean, well, (laughs) it's been announced that I play Diana Gordon, and she's the the author. So that's all I can say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I read really the book. Fun. I love yeah. the book. Yeah, I love. Oh, the you book. read the book, so you yeah. know it's giving yeah. like Mr. Robot, but like you're a black girl. It's kind of trippy, but maybe they're yeah. The TV show's a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really. I mean, it's so well written. Every yes. script, like 
it's been a long time since I've like, oh my God, I can't wait till the next episode, like just to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it'll turn out well. Rashida is so funny. Yes. I, she is so funny. People, again, I think really overlooked that, but this was another one where I was just like, I think this is going to be dark, scary, and kind of really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. TV, I I was wondering sort of about like the real housewife sort of situation because I was really obsessed with how you like handle racism versus like Crystal. Like I feel like <laughs> Crystal is like very like, you know, millennial and it's always like I'm like very triggered and you sort of like split the difference where it's like you're willing to call things out, but you know, you also have like you're not blatantly calling people racist. How do you sort of like deal <laughs> With that. You know, yeah. it's a tricky thing. And the word racist is very deep yeah. and very <laughs> heavy. So you don't want to throw that around. You know what I mean? I say this to my kids all the time when they were smaller. Like, oh, he's a bully. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's just a kid being a kid. Like, you can't just throw words around. Yeah. So for me, it's about seeing the situation, talking about it. And then you got to let it go because at some not let it go, but talk it through. But then you have to move on because I think it's also an entertaining show, right? Yeah. People are not really watching it for those type of conversations, but you have to have those type of conversations, you know? And with me, when people were like, oh, we don't want to talk about race on the show, but, you know, <laughs> we have diversity on the show, so we cannot talk about it. We have to talk about it. Yeah. You yeah. know, when I walk in a room, is different from somebody else walking into the room. Yeah, and I, it seems like, I again, haven't watched your season, but it seems like mm -hmm. everyone loves you, which yes. I have not seen in the Real Housewives universe. It seems like people <laughs> yeah. are more divisive. And yeah. I did do a Real Housewives podcast where originally they told me, like, we're just going to talk about the seasons you've seen. And then I get there and they're like, we're going to talk about a recent episode that you were in with. Erica Jane and it was uh, something about a neck Erica Jane. I had no clue what was going on, but I just said something like, I don't know. I think Erica Jane has a point. And so many people were oh, like, You what never happened? go Why, against girl, Garcia. What happened Famous to last know. words. I Erica didn't... Jane has a point. I didn't know. What? And she the... never has a point. Oh my god. <laughs> when it aired, five friends texted me and were like, No, Ashley, you have no idea. That's you hilarious. never go against Garcia. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. You never agree with Erica Listen, Jane. I didn't know. That's so funny. I was just like, People what's she supposed so... to do with the necklace? <laughs> <laughs> People are so 
People are so invested in the show. And I think that's part of the fun, but it's also part of the scary part because they're yeah. so invested. But listen, Bravo knows what they're doing. They put some strong-minded, independent women. They're going to say how they feel. And so there you have it. Yeah, and we do just that. Now I know. I'll, I'll never go against you. I'm <laughs> Call me. Text me. Yes. Ah. Now I know. Like, what? You're right. She was, she should have, she was wrong. Garcelle is always right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, I'm curious, before you joined Real Housewives, did you watch a lot of reality TV? Do you watch more now? Or has it kind of been like, you know, seeing how the sausage is made? You're like, I, I got to give it up. That's really a good question. Um, I knew of the franchises, obviously, right? I used to watch Beverly Hills and Atlanta. And every now and then I would watch New York. And so now that I know how the sausage is made, I don't watch as much the other franchises. But I do love reality. I think it's interesting. And I know, like, we... What was it? The writer's strike. Yeah. Yes. That really is what started reality. So now I, I watch different shows. I like relationship shows because Man. maybe, you know... Yeah. Get some insight. I love Love is Blind. I always love say I'm not going to watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and I end up watching it I'm done. every yeah. time. Right, do you have any other favorites? Um, 90 Day Fiance, I used to like. I'm not crazy about this cast right now. Yeah, yeah. I like them. And what else? Married at First Sight, I just can't get around <laughs> because... I would I marry a total stranger? I think I kind of did actually one time. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> You're like been there, done that. Oh actually, God, I knew yeah. him for two months, so I kind of did. <laughs> two months? Yeah, actually, I think that is a shorter window than they filmed for the show. That is like, crazy. I think the show is that like is nine crazy. weeks, maybe. You were in love. I needed to be in love like that. I was in love, right? and I got my son Oliver out of it, so it, it turned out okay. Yeah. I want to say also, you're just so candid and open about your life. You used to have a relationship podcast. I, you know, So many reality people, they, I think, want to seem like they have these perfect lives, and you're so relatable and that you just kind of break oh, that down. You. What does that feel like? Is it hard to kind of merge that with a brand and feel like it's part of your brand, but it's also just, you know, who you are? Yeah, you know, I never thought of it that way. For me, it's just this is who I am. And, you know, I didn't have a perfect life. I don't have a perfect life. I struggle like everybody else. And it was just like, well, let me share my story because I don't feel like I'm any different than you. You know, and I always say I lead a normal life and every now and then I get to do something extraordinary. Yeah. You know, and and that's how I see it. And I feel like lately, yeah, I've done a, maybe a bit more extraordinaries back to back. <laughs> but I still have a normal life. I still want to take my kids to school. I still want to hang out with them and their friends and, uh, you know, drop them off at parties and pick them up. Like I that stuff. That's what I love. You seem like a really hands on mother. And I love that. Sometimes um, too much. I've I'm been dead. told lately. No, that's great. I, they're teenagers. <laughs> no, it is what they it is. want me to let <laughs> go. Uh, yeah. Are they? Do they like understand like the weight of your career? Are they like, oh, mom did this? Or are they just kind of like, oh, shut up? No, <laughs> no. And sometimes I wish they did because then, I'm crying. No, because I think one, they were born. That's all they know. Yeah. But every now and then, like, let's say we're at an airport and someone comes up to me and says something and uh, and, you know, and I'll say, oh, you know, like I'll say after the after they leave, like, I just want to be with you guys. And my son, Jax, will be like, Mom, just a little bit of your time, you know, can make somebody's day. Aww. So every now and then they understand that part. But in terms of like 
watching what I do or caring. They're like, when are you going to come home? Who's going to take me to the dance? Do I have to go shopping with dad? Like that kind of stuff. They're not like, oh, you weren't coming to America. No, no, no. Did they watch the Jamie Foxx show at least for a little respect? Yeah, for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, For a little respect. My son Oliver knows about it. I mean, the boys know about it. And obviously we get to go to Jamie's house and they're like, wow. You know, like Jamie's cooler. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, he's yeah, very like cool. He was Ray. So. <laughs> he, he was Ray. I'm crying. I mean, that's pretty cool. He was Ray. And let me tell you, when we shot the Jamie Foxx show, he would sit down at the piano. And I didn't know that side of him because I only knew him as a stand-up. And he would sit down at the piano and he would play Ray and he would do the movements. And then he would play like Stevie Wonder or Luther. And then to see him play Ray and win an Academy Awards was just like... Surreal. Yeah. It was, yeah, because I saw it in the making, right? Yeah. It yeah. was crazy. I he's one. I think he's just one of the most talented men alive. Yeah, <laughs> like, hearing he, him he sing live, like it was insane. Yeah. Like it's sort of like um, Jasmine Sullivan live. Like they both have right. amazing voices that you can't right. ever yeah. like. And then yeah. you can do impressions. You remind you me of act. Corinne. Actually, you remind me of Jamie's daughter. People often would say that uh, or confuse <laughs> yeah. us, but yeah, we're we are the same age. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I wrote mostly for her character, so that makes sense. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. You're like, he is an annoying dad. I get yeah, it. Yeah, my dad was, like, <laughs> annoying, too. So. <laughs> In a that's our way. job as parents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Jamie Foxx show, I think, now is considered one of those great shows in Black history. It comes up with Living Single. Yeah. Uh, were there shows, sort of, when you were growing up, that you considered you know inspirational that made you go okay maybe I could be a black woman in tv or did you just kind of fall into it I know modeling was your focus yeah I mean I think I kind of fall fell into it but I used to watch you know like good times and and family matters and those shows you know we got to see ourselves right and there weren't that many so that was a big deal but I'll never forget the first time I saw Diane Carroll on television and I was like who is that yes And, you know, and there was something about her that was, like, beautiful, intelligent, regal. And, you know, I didn't feel like that was depicted elsewhere. So I was just like, I want to do that. I want to do whatever she's doing. And so, you know, that's why representation matters, right? If we don't see it, you can't emulate it or be inspired by it. So for, for me, you know, seeing us on TV and going to the movies and seeing us was everything. What would you consider your sort of like mission statement as like a producer, someone who is like, you know, creating representation on the screen like currently? Crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would just show up and know my lines. I'm done. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really cool. I think it's what's really cool is that now we're not boxed in. You can be a writer and, and, and have your radio station. You can be an author. You can be a TV show host and still be an actress and still be a producer. And I think that's the beauty now. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And so I'm taking that and I'm running with it because I love I love doing different things. I get bored easy. So <laughs> the fact that I can, you know, be a host on The Real and then be on Housewives and then write a book and then, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that's the beauty of it. Why can't we try different things? Doesn't mean we could, we need to excel at all of them, but at least we can say we did it. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I hear that a lot. Like, just, you know, you have to pick one lane as a, as a black woman and be known for this. And it's like, I like all right. these things. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, right. I don't want to have to pick a lane. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, exactly. But when I started, that's it. If you were an actress, you were an actress. If you were, and it was even divided, like if you were a movie star, you did not do TV right. and vice versa, right? Insane. And so the landscape has changed, especially for us. We can green light things. We can star in things. We can write things. And, you know, in um, the Black Girl Missing, our writer is a Black female. Our yes. director is a, you know, Black male. That was really important to me. Um, hair and makeup, like it was important to yeah. be surrounded definitely by hair and makeup. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> hair and makeup. Struggle, Do you know yeah. how many times I struggle? At, I used to fight for hair because I figured like makeup, I can go in my trailer and kind of fix it. Yeah. But hair, I really knew I needed someone who knew my edges, who knew my texture, yeah, who knew my literally. Yeah. Especially as a model, I'm sure you struggled with that. I used to model too, and like people had me looking crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> they would just be like, I think crazy. it looks cool like that. And I'd be like, this is tangled. Uh, this right, is. Right, right. No. Yeah. yeah, no, my God. Or yes, they like ask us for like, how is this how you do it right? I did it right. Like, right. is this the right. product I use? Right. <laughs> or you would bring your own products. Yeah. Or you would bring your own products. Just yeah. in case. <laughs> right. Just, Just in case. case. Yes. <laughs> and also, I wanted to confirm are you a Sagittarius? What? I know our birthdays I am. are close. Yes. 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 I love Sagittariuses. We're the best. Oh, my God. I'm a Sagittarius rising. Free spirit, fiery and free spirited. Exactly. Right? And I just, again, points to wanting to do everything and exactly. being excited about that. And you are a perfect example of that. I loved watching Black Girl Missing. If you haven't yeah, watched it yet, you. go watch it right now on Lifetime, Lifetime on Hulu. Go stream it. Uh, and then we also can't wait to see you in Survival of the Thickest. Yeah. Uh, the other Black Girl. You have so many wonderful Thank projects you. coming out. Booked and, and busy. Well, I will be back yeah. to talk about it. Please, because I'm about yes. to binge all your seasons of Real Housewives now. I've been oh, set God, on girls. the correct path. Grab a cocktail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I know. And I, I hope that the Real Housewives fans will forgive me for my mistake. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. I really so love the conversation. Thank you. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's so amazing. Beautiful. beautiful. Like it was <laughs> at the same time. Like yeah, it was like a zoom, but she was gorgeous. Yeah, just I radiating. need her hair. Yeah. I love that red hair. I loved it. Oh my gosh, I, I want to thank her again for joining me. I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for having oh, me. Where this can the people? So cool. Where can the people follow you? What projects do you have coming up? I have a project called The Island that's currently in the festival circuit right now, and you could check out my independent pilot, Chris. And Chelsea on YouTube and my musical comedy album Silly Bitch Music as well it's on all funny. platforms. <laughs> and um, you can follow me at the Witty Girl on Twitter and Instagram and at the Witty Girl 94 on TikTok. I do a lot of get ready with me's. Yes. <laughs> Did a get ready with me for this. Yes. And you have an amazing <laughs> sense of fashion. You can't see it, obviously, listeners, I'm but crying. amazing sense of fashion. So, so go check you. it out. Thank you. Love thank your you. dress. So go check her out. <laughs> amazing TV writer. You're going to be hearing her name all over in the future. You got Allegedly. the. Allegedly. <laughs> You got the Garcelle nod. There it is. I want to thank you for listening. Share this episode with a friend, a relative, someone you think will enjoy it. Maybe a Real Housewives fan who was mad at me and wants to know that I'm so, so sorry. Send this to Erica uh, Jane. <laughs> 
I send it to Erica Jane. If you know her personally, please make sure she knows. I'm not on her side, ever. <laughs> no homework this week, TV Club. You know, I've we got so much coming up. All I really need you to do is be ready for the Last of Us finale, because we're going to go in on it. And we got the Oscars coming up, which we get to talk about, because it's on TV. So, okay. it's a movie talk in here. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium.